Hi, this is Matt Stagliano, and thanks for being part of the Artist Forge. We're a community of creatives who help each other think like an artist by discussing creativity as a process instead of a skill or a talent. We believe everyone has what it takes to create something amazing, we just need some encouragement and inspiration along the way. What you're about to hear is a live recording of one of our daily discussions on the Clubhouse app. If you like what you hear, I encourage you to join our private Facebook group or visit us on the web at theartistforge.com. Now on to the show. All right. Well, good morning, y'all. Welcome to Morning Walk and Talk about business with the Artist Forge. I'm your host, Nicole York, and I'm super excited to have you with us today as we break down how we get started building the structure of our business. We have already talked about the kind of psychological and emotional part of business structure, how we kind of come to terms with what we want from our business, what we want our business to do for us internally. And then we have to get to the practical part of that exercise where we start building the actual business. What products are we gonna make? How are we gonna add value to the market? How are we gonna compete? Who are our customers gonna be? What are we gonna sell them? How are we gonna sell it? Where are we gonna sell it? What does the sales process look like? Are we looking at a boutique model or are we looking at a volume model? There's just a lot to think about there. And all of these things are going to be influenced by the discussions that we've had over the last week, over understanding what our philosophy of business is, over understanding what we want our business to do for us, coming to terms with our relationship with money, all those things are gonna influence the decisions that we make today. So we're gonna try to start at the very beginning and I have a feeling this conversation probably gonna take us a couple days because as we build this structure, um, which is pretty complicated, other things are gonna pop up and I wanna make sure we also have time to get through the customer journey um, because the structure of your business is gonna facilitate that journey. And we need to know what that's like because a big part of the value that we're actually offering the customer is the UI, right? The user experience. What is it like for them to find us, to go through the process of working with us to get their product? How are they meant to feel when they have it? And how do we deal with it when they have problems? So beginning at the very beginning, I think the first thing we have to ask ourselves is what kind of business are we going to run? And to know that we need to know how we're going to add value to the marketplace. And so that could be anything from, uh, I'm going to take portraits that provide legacy, right? I'm going to build bridges for people back to fairyland. Um, I'm going to help people realize their vision and make their ideas come to life. The reason I'm couching it in these terms is because if you just say, I'm going to take portraits, well, you're not really adding anything to the equation. There are a hundred thousand photographers out there taking portraits. What are you bringing that somebody else might not be bringing that's connected to that philosophy of business and that deep why that makes you pick up your camera? So that is the question that we have to start with. And I want to pick on my co-hosts here. How do we answer that one? What are we adding to the marketplace? What's the reason for the existence of our business? How is that bringing value? Because as we make the rest of these decisions, they are going to have to prop up that value statement and support that value statement. And then when we go back and start writing our business plan, this is really going to be the heart. If uh, anybody starts having a hard time hearing from me, let me know. It's a little bit stormy. I'm staying close to the house in case uh, crazy rains happen, but I don't know if the wind is going to affect your ability to hear me. So let me know if that happens. But that is the question because it's going to become our vision statement when we write our business plan and it's going to influence the rest of the decisions that we make. So how do we come up with this y'all? Like we will know the bare bones of it. I know I want to take photographs, but what kind and why, right? So if you guys have one or you know 
what it is that you're adding to the marketplace. I want to hear from you. When I started my first business, um, I'm a big fan of filling a niche and finding the gap and figuring out how I can fill it, right? Because therein lies a lot of opportunity. So when I started my first business, it was because I was doing a lot of training on the range and uh, had my camera with me. And I found a gap that there were no photos of people having fun training in the firearms world. So I created that niche and developed a business out of it. For Stone Tree, I realized that here in Western Maine, there were no full service, high-end boutique photo studios um, doing contemporary portraiture. And I said, if not me, then who? So I dove into it and built the studio. So it's for me all about finding that niche, understanding is that something that I'm interested in, something can I fill, and then going for it. And that's how my two businesses started there. Okay, beautiful. So for you, that process was very practical, right? Like being able to look at what was offered in your area and then asking yourself how you fit into the equation or where you could fit into the equation. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's so much competition in photography. And because I was so late in life starting and, you know, was up against people that have been established in this state for decades, um, I said, how can I do something a little bit different? so that I can stand out a little bit more or catch the attention of people that were looking for something different but couldn't find it locally. Perfect. And then once you recognize that and you started kind of building your business to fill that niche, did you think at all, um, I mean, obviously you had your value proposition in the fact that there was nobody else doing it, but did you think at all about just because there's nobody else doing it doesn't necessarily mean somebody wants it. So why should somebody want this particular thing? Oh yeah. No, the, the self doubt, the, <laughs> the panic, all of that. Oh, that's <laughs> in every day. Um, but it's really been, you know, because I believe in the product so much and I believe in what I'm doing so much, all I did was continue to talk it up with passion and you know, that energy can be infectious. So when you're at networking events or you're just sitting next to someone at a bar and you're talking about what you do, all of that plays into educating potential clients, creating possible opportunities. So as I built it, I just continued to talk about it and give people the understanding of why what I do matters versus another photographer. And it wasn't through like downplaying them, just trying to create more value in my own products and how I approach photography. So it was just, yeah. So that's what I want to ask you now. So why does what you do matter? Like, why is a client going to come to you? What is the actual value? So we know that you're filling this niche, but what is the value you're giving your clients? I think, you know, it, it might sound trite nowadays, but I, I give people the space to be themselves safely and to be heard and be listened to. Um, so people come to me, I'm finding more often than not for my connection and for the simple style that I produce. I don't do a lot of glamor. I don't do a lot of high-end composite. I do very real, very connected types of portraits. So that's what I'm finding people come to me for because they see parts of themselves that have not been exposed before. They want to get into that deeper things. So as I talked about connection, and as I talked about what I can, you know, do with my clients and how I'm able to uncover those sides of them, it creates an instant bond. And, you know, it basically sells itself. I don't push products. I don't push any of that. I push the emotion and the feeling that they're going to get when they go through the process. Ooh, I love that. And so understanding that that is really the value that you're adding to the marketplace and what people can get from you do you have a couple examples you might be able to share of how the structure of your business supports that value? Sure, I, th I think so. So um, for the past couple of years, you know, I, I've very much followed the Sue Bryce model. And if you don't know what that is, it's the in-person sales model where we have a consultation, a photo shoot, and then a photo reveal and ordering session. For me, I was very much following that template word for word, same pricing, same products, 
same everything because someone else had done that model really, really well, had perfected it. And I said, well, if they can do it, I can do it. So I very much followed the Sue Bryce model. Over the, the three and a half years that I've been doing this, um, I've modified it to fit me based on what the needs of my clients keep popping up as in terms of how many images they want. Do they want prints or wall art? Do they want albums? Do they want digitals? All of those things are constantly being refined so that I can be giving my clients what I'm seeing that they want. It's not necessarily what I want to push on them, but what is being asked of me over and over? Because in law enforcement, they call that a clue. And I want to be <laughs> able to use those things and fine tune my business so that I can serve my clients better. Right. Okay. I love that. And D I mean, does that answer the structure question? A little I don't know bit, how deep you want to go. I mean, right you're now. obviously okay. like, we've talked about our businesses as a living thing and you're obviously tweaking and altering the structure as you find what's going to better fit your customers, which is what all of us need to be doing. What I'm really curious about is, so let's say if my kind of vision statement for my business, if my value added, if what I'm offering to the market is building bridges back to fairyland, giving somebody an experience where they can believe in the parts of themselves that they don't see very often, right? Their courage or their, their bravery, their strength, etc., and doing it through these fantastical portraits where people are in costume and all that kind of stuff. I'm making this up, guys. I do this, but I don't do it as a retail photographer. I do it all by myself because <laughs> it's my ideas. Anyway, um, if, if that's what I'm offering, folks, then how am I structuring the business, the customer experience, the type of marketing I do, all that kind of stuff to support that value statement? So I might, um, in my... In my consultation, we might be doing that consultation in my studio where all my costumes are and talking about exploring who this person is and how potentially these different costumes relate to aspects of themselves that they feel like they don't get to see very much. And that may be a really important structural part of my business. Like we must have this consultation and it must be done in this way because if I don't get to do this with you, the whole purpose of the business falls apart. Like we cannot explore these parts of you that we wanna celebrate and expose and, and for you to be able to explore and have a visual representation of. And so structurally, that might be an incredibly important part of my business. And I am guessing that structurally, you have something in your business that is supporting this idea of connection and people being able to explore who they are in a safe place. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, you, you nailed it there with the consultation. I, I had to structure it. So if I am going to sell connection, I've got to be able to provide an environment where I can connect with the potential clients. Right. And so for me, I knew I needed to have face to face meetings as much as possible. I am not a let's just jump on the phone and you can't read body language and you can't see my expression and you'll probably be multitasking. I don't want any of that. I want you paying attention. I want you engaged and listening to whatever I have to say. Um, and I, I say that only because it's in that message that the experience develops. Um, so for me, having that consultation, having that that one-on-one -on -one connection with someone sets the stage for anything that else, anything else that comes after that. If we don't have that connection from the beginning, if it's not a good fit, then it's easy to weed that out and not get into a point where I'm spending money that I don't need to spend or, you know, giving a product that gives them less than good feelings. Um, it's all about, for me, understanding is what I do, what you want. And we have to do that through some solid conversations first. Absolutely. And then I know that you mentioned before that you're moving towards being able to offer, offer digital or digital only because you've seen that for your clients, that is an area, an unmet area that they have. And so you are supporting this idea of bringing connection and understanding just by making sure that you really like these aren't numbers that just come through your studio and you're pushing a, a set of products at them because this is what you've decided you want to sell. You are actually doing that 
as a continued way of being able to show that you understand what they need. Yeah, I, I, I phrase things that I'm selling the image, right? How they want to receive that image, whether it's digital or print or both, is up to them. But they're paying for the image, they're paying for the experience, they're paying for everything that happens here in the studio. And then, um, you know, whether they choose digital or print doesn't matter to me. And that's, that's the, the bridge that I just recently crossed. And I want to make sure that the people that are coming to me for a certain thing get what they want. I can try to provide additional value through other products. But if they don't want it, I'm not going to sit there and make their experience a poor one because I was trying to be pushy for another 100 bucks or 300 bucks or whatever it is. So um, what I try to do is look at the people that are coming to me, understand their needs, and deliver on that. Um, rather than saying, these are my wants, you're going to take it. So it Absolutely. really is, you know, and I found that it, it differs by demographic as well. Um, folks that tend to be a little bit older tend to value the prints more because they've been connected to them earlier in their lives. People that are younger tend to just live in a digital world and only want the digitals. Right. And so I'm glad that we got to kind of take a dive into like the rationale and what you're actually doing because I think it does a really good job of illustrating the fact that you understand not only like the the actual value you're bringing to the market and the reason I'm mentioning that is because we've talked about the fact that money isn't actually money right money is something else money is freedom it is the ability to chase your dreams it is security it is prestige it is all of these other things like we have um, a lot of things that are connected to an idea and when it comes to the business the value is not that somebody gets to walk away with paper and ink it's that they get something that is related to the image that's taken whether that is believing that they're beautiful or understanding that they now have a piece of legacy proof that they existed that they get to hand down to their children or that is I got to connect with myself in a way that's very incredibly like healing, right? Um, and so once we understand what actual value we're offering, not that people can get the best albums in the world, but that they now have a narrative record of their life, um, that becomes the kind of underpinning that we get to use. And it's really clear, I think, to see that you have understood that not only from the perspective of, well, where is the niche that I need to fill? But now as I'm building my business, what ways can I support this idea of here's a chance for connection, not just connection for me to you in a safe place, but connection for you to yourself and um, proving that, reinforcing that by making those decisions, especially as you see they need to be made. Like when you recognize, okay, I have some clients that just are not gonna be best served by Prince. And if they're gonna believe the fact that I am here to serve them and connect with them and understand them, then I'd better understand what it is that they actually want. That becomes a really fantastic structural underpinning to this whole value statement. So I'm really glad that we got to start there. And now I'm gonna pick on Kat or Becca, whichever of you is prepared. Um, did you have a time when you come about figuring out what the value is that you brought to the marketplace? every day yes and what? so change if you, right? oh go ahead like that doesn't change like i find some new way of appreciating what it is that i bring to the clients whether it's new or not right when i get to work with them and understanding that some of them have a different perspective like maybe they they resonated with Actually, so I have one client, right? And I have photographed her now three times this year. She originally came to me uh, as a woman up nominee last year. Uh, and I photographed her in January. But when she came in, she had poured through my website and she was like, oh my God, this is perfect timing. I really love how you empower other women and you know all of the things, right? But then she experienced that photo shoot and the value that she got from that was, it's not just about empowering women in business, it's about documenting your life and your love for one another and your relationships. I've gotta bring my daughters here. And then she brought her daughters in. 
and they got to experience this <clears throat> this wonderful day together and create this memory for their family even outside of the imagery that was created they had a really fun day together it was all the girls with mom like no other day like it and then she called me up and was like i've got to do this 40 over 40 project you know when i was 21 like i was gorgeous and not one like i didn't realize it and i wish that somebody in their 40s or beyond had been there to tell me like how great aging actually is and could impart that wisdom to me at a younger age so that i could believe it about myself sooner like the value that you weave into what it is that you do however it is that you do it whether it's through product whether it's through experience whether it's through even your marketing copy everything you touch has value because you are the heart and soul of your business and when you treat everything from your systems and your processes to your client experience to even how you communicate with them all you do is add value so when you just throw up a post and you're like ain't she pretty like okay that's kind of the easy way out, right? Like, why not talk to me about why she is everything that she is and how much impact she has on the world and, oh my God, this is her, right? Because then you're bringing value to your clients instead of just only documentation being the only purpose as a... Oof, cat showing up and dropping the mic yet again. I think that was such a beautiful example of all of these systemic ways that we have to continue reinforcing this idea of the value that we bring to the market. And that it's so important that you were able to illustrate that the way that you did, because I think it helps, it will help people understand the fact that this value really is structural. That's why we're starting to talk about structuring our business because if i know that my goal with this business i have a goal for me right i need to earn a living and i need to fulfill this side of me that needs to be creative and needs to be independent so my business needs to do these three things for me but my business also needs to bring value to people and it matters to me to help people tell stories and so the goal of my business is to help someone tell their story. And all of the sudden, now as I'm choosing what to include in my business structure and where it's gonna be, et cetera, what I'm offering, I want all of those structural underpinnings to support this ultimate idea that if somebody works with me, they're going to have their story told. And of course they're gonna get other things, right? Like they're also gonna have additional things that happen because each of them is going to be unique but as i build of course i can't build for every individual out there i wouldn't have any idea how to do that there's too many people too many unique souls but i can build everything toward this value statement and recognize that everything else i touch is also going to be an added value to their lives so i think that was a really beautiful way to sum all of that up cat and I know we've talked before that a big part of this for you, this business, was the legacy factor, right? With your past experience and then recognizing that all of this proof of your existence was gone. When you realize that that is really an important part for you of the existence of the business, did you look at that from a structural perspective or is that just something that I lost you a little bit, but I think you were asking how I, I guess, weaved in the legacy aspect in a tangible way. Is that right? Yes, essentially. Yeah. Like, how does the structure of the business support the fact that people will be getting a legacy? So I, like Matt, right, follow the, the in-person sales model from, from Sue Bryce. And when I dialed in on realizing that the the work that i was creating it didn't matter the the medium in which it was printed on right that the artwork itself the legacy that we're creating is in the image 
And then I said, okay, looking at that from a digital versus product perspective, I realized that a digital file is a product. It also helps that North Carolina views it that way too. <laughs> uh, and in that space, yes, I can change the size of the, the print, right? And that will affect the price. But the baseline, the baseline argument really is the legacy that I'm creating with you can be digital and or printed. You have your choice with me. If you just want digital, that's fine, but it's not gonna change the price. And because it's a business, I have to look at price as a factor and not just go, oh, we're just talking about money, it's fine, have everything, right? Because a business requires money. So I have to put a price tag on the fact that even in a digital format, that legacy is still being created because those digitals are gonna be passed down just the same way the physical products are. They might be a little tougher to find if mom's not real organized, but it's the same thing. And then the added value to that is that all of the products that I choose, the physical tangible products are archival so that that legacy component stays alive. That you're not just printing off at Shutterfly to have an image that's gonna fade out in three years and fall off the wall. You're going to have a product that is printed on 100 plus year paper and matted with 100 plus year mats. If you frame it with us, there's museum glass involved. Like everything is driven on the legacy, whether it's digital or Yes. Okay, beautiful. Um, and I, I love that you mentioned product as well, because of course, as we are building our business structure, we have to understand not only what value we're bringing to the market, which is kind of the core of this part of the conversation, but how we can continue to reinforce that value in the other structural decisions that we make for our business. And you are making the decision that if legacy is one of the really key aspects of what you're offering people, that all of these decisions, including the products that you choose to sell, support this value statement. And so people understand over and over again that they're going to be getting legacy, that this is something they can pass on. This is proof of their existence that is going to go to the next generation. And even if you don't, let's say Kat was not to outright state that, but as you did business with her, you noticed that every conversation, every product, etc., just kind of continued to quietly support this thesis, then you would almost get the understanding by osmosis in a way. It's not like somebody standing in your face. No, it's it's something you can't walk away without understanding because it's being reinforced to you over and over again in all of these structural ways so that people will not have a question of what the value is that they're getting from you when they work with you. And it's really difficult to argue the point of money when somebody is showing you value over and over and over again in the process. And that is going to be included in everything from the way you structure your customer experience to the products you choose, to how you respond to issues that your customers bring up in customer service. So there's so much good stuff there that we can really sink our teeth into understanding that this value statement really becomes the underpinning of everything that we build. So Becca, it is now time to pick at you. Are you awake and uh, cognizant? Have you had your magical bean juice? Yes, I have my magical bean juice. I've gotten out of the comfy bed. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for you, and I know it's, it's cool that we have so many different folks here because your business structure is really different from the portrait artists that we have. So how did you or did you discover what value it is you are bringing to the community with your business and have you built any kind of structural underpinnings 
in a way that they support the value that your business is offering? I think so. I think I've done some of those things. Um, so I've definitely moved into this mindset uh, that I do not really deal in art. I mean, obviously I do because I'm an artist, but um, I deal in ideas. And so instead of thinking of what I am giving to my clients as, you know, I'm providing them with art, I'm providing them with access to steer the weird place that is my brain and to then... Um, Kat used the word vessel the other day, and I love that, to be that vessel for those ideas. And this definitely has been a process, but if I'm being really introspective about it, I mean, what value have I given to people for basically my entire life? It's been access to the way I think, to my interest in learning, to my interest in other people. Like, even when I was a little baby nerd in school, like, why did, you know, kids want to be in my group together on a group project? Because they wanted access to my ideas. Uh, you know, and then that developed in my own artistic interests. You know, why was I, when I was first interested in photography, I was interested in photojournalism because I was interested in people. I was interested in learning about other cultures, about what people were thinking. When I went into portraiture, again, interest in people and, um, you know, getting to know them and getting to translate them in a visual way. Uh, and even in more recent history, like, so when I left California and I moved to Washington, where I don't know anyone. Um, but I really tried to hit the ground running. And I was like, I'm gonna have this very creative portrait studio. And you know, I, I had clients as soon as I moved. And I was like, really just like, I'm gonna do this thing. And I created some really cool art. Um, but it was also this awakening point for me that like, the amount of time that goes into, you know, classical photo sessions, you know, and finding the clients there and having to deal with all the people who didn't really understand necessarily what I did outside of, oh, that's creative. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't working for me. So I had to kind of take a step back and hit pause and be like, okay, how do I really provide the best, most creative product for people? You know, how do I give them that access to my brain and create things that they can't create themselves in the most unique way? And then that was this big change for me to think like, okay, I need to create individualized products and really focus on people's creative and artistic ideas in that way and create, you know, only, only work on commission, you know, not churn out large scale amounts of work. Um, and then that was the shift. Um if that makes sense. I'm going to take another sip of coffee. Give me a moment. <laughs> you're good. You're good. No. So, okay. I love that. First of all, I think it's a really fantastic realization to have of what you are actually giving people, because I think at least it's, it's been my experience that a lot of us, when we first get into this business of art, that we tend to think the value we're giving people is the print Etc. And the reason I believe that is because if you look at people's websites, that's what they will tell you. You get, oh boy, back into the early days of my business, you get an online password protected gallery and you get seven prints and you get this album and you get this thing. And it's like, okay, so what I'm telling people is that the value I provide them is simply things. They can get things from 8 million photographers. And so they will say, well, you're more expensive, so I can just get my thing elsewhere. Makes perfect sense, right? That's the value I tell them that I'm giving them. But it changes all of the sudden when I say something like, I deal in ideas and I become the tool that you use to bring your imagination to life. Like that is an entirely different value statement even though the product at the end of the road may actually be the same thing, like they may still end up getting prints or digital files or whatever, but they are not getting the same value. And you are differentiating what you give, which is obviously an incredibly important part of our business. What product are we offering and how are we getting it to people? Um, they might be getting a digital file, but that's not the value that they're getting. They're getting to drive your ship with all of its bells and whistles that they don't have. They're getting access to your skill set, 
they're getting access to your creativity. They're getting access to the unique way that you think in order to take what's inside of them that they cannot bring to life for themselves and see that become a reality. So I think it's really fantastic to be able to understand from a business perspective, this value proposition is not about you get a one of a kind print that I signed, like who cares? I can take a piece of paper and sign it. Nobody else has that either. There's something more there that is being offered when you get a piece of somebody's head, a piece of their creativity, something that nobody else will have, that all of a sudden becomes more valuable. So now that you know, and you've kind of come to that realization, Becca, what are some ways that you can structure the way that you work with people, this process of running your business to support that value statement? It's a lot of talking. It's usually more articulate talking than you get out of me early in the morning. Um, but, you know, it's, I, again, have this this very deep, lifelong love of learning. And that is really the basis for all the work that I create for other people. Because I need to know about their ideas and it needs to be a collaborative conversation with them. I mean, I, there are situations, you know, where someone sends me a brief and then I just go off the brief, but those are usually people I've worked with before where we don't need to have the long in-depth, you know, repetitive even meetings to go over things over and over again. Um, but, you know, it, it is a matter of really discussing with them to truly understand what their needs are and to explore new ideas to really get to the meat of what it is that they want to create and why they want to create it so I can best provide that for them. Um, then, you know, it is more, you know, individual work when it is sitting at my computer and painting or, you know, rendering or whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, but all of the, the work with people, when it comes to building that structure, it has to do with communication and really putting in the effort to do external research, to provide ideas, provide options, and, you know, make sure that we are exploring every possibility to give them the best end product that they can't get anywhere else. Okay, so a big part of your structure then is the fact that it must be incredibly collaborative. Yes, definitely. So you have to build, right. So you got to build that in, right? Like that has to be, it can't just be, well, we talked once and now everything's good. It has to be collaborative to the point where it literally affects. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I don't do, I mean, I do do kind of, I wouldn't call them consultations, but you know, I need to talk through things with people. I need to read their scripts. I need to read parts of their book. You know, I really need to get a good idea um, of what they have in mind, like I need to hear it or see it in words uh, so that it then develops in my head and I can see it with my eyes, if that makes sense. Um, so everything has to start there and it has to have a level of conversation to it because otherwise it's just me on my own and I've got plenty of ideas on my own, but then that isn't serving the client. So that collaborative communicative aspect is number one and it needs to be consistent um, you know, throughout the entire process. So having a lot of open communication is definitely like the ground floor of that structure for me. Beautiful. Okay. So we have had three really fantastic examples so far of the way that we can recognize what the value is that our business is bringing to our customers and how structurally we can support that value by including specific types of things in our business, whether that is having the kind of consultation um, that Becca is having, where this is a continued process, it's really deep. There has to be a lot of understanding and research that go into that. And so that is part of the structure of the business or whether that is choosing the type of products like Kat is choosing that have this support for the idea that somebody is getting legacy. They're not paying for paper and ink, although they are going to receive paper and ink, they are paying for legacy and all the other value that gets provided along the way. And the products that she's choosing support this idea because they are archival and they are museum quality. And so she's just kind of quietly building this structure 
that supports the idea that people will be getting legacy from her. And for Matt, providing this safe place for a connection and exploration that somebody can come and be themselves, that is part of the business model. It's not just something people happen to get because Matt's a great guy. It's something he is purposefully including in the way the business runs. And so when we talk about business structure, in order to build that structure, we have to have a really good idea of what the purpose of the structure is. A church is built as a place for people to commune and worship. A home is built as a place for people to live. And when we start building those structures, we have to understand the purpose of the structure. Otherwise, we're going to be including a bunch of stuff that doesn't need to be included. We're not going to be including things that do need to be included. So we have to understand that purpose first. So let's pretend we're going to keep pretending that I have a retail portrait photography business where people get to dress up in the costumes, most of them that I have built by hand, and they get to explore this part of themselves that they don't feel like ever gets to be seen. And so maybe let's say I decide to send them a welcome packet because this is going to be a pretty unique experience. Maybe my welcome packet is designed to look like an an old antique magic book and when people open it it has these weathered pages and everything is written in you know old spidery script and it just looks like a piece of magic and maybe that's also got a place for them to put some of their photos when they're done so they have this magical book that they have and they can put on their shelves and it's a piece of art all by itself maybe I build that into the way my business is structured because lots of people give welcome packets Everyone needs to know what the experience is going to be like, where they should go, how much they're going to spend, all that kind of stuff. But I've made my pages removable so that they have this piece of artwork that they can now put their photos in also. And it, the whole process of that supports this idea that you get to enter into a magical world when you work with me, a world where it's safe and celebrated to be that weird nerdy part of yourself that nobody else gets to enjoy. I can choose to structure things that way. And perhaps that becomes such an integral part of the structure of my business that that is the thing that other people tell their friends. When I booked this session, you won't believe it. I got this welcome packet. It looks like this magical arcane book and it's blah, 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 blah. Like, oh my God, you know? And it's not just that the book itself is cool. It's the fact that the book and the welcome packet, even though that's something other people do, support the overall value that my business is bringing to the world. And you can do that in all of the different pieces of the structure of your business from who your client is. I'm obviously looking for people who believe that going through a fantasy experience will help them explore and expose parts of themselves that they don't always get to believe in. And maybe that's um, their power. Maybe that's, you know, they get to be a knight in shining armor, in actual armor, because they believe that's the person they are to their friends. They're the ones who is always showing up and always supporting the people they love and just, you know, being there to save them from themselves or whatever it is. Ooh, it's raining on me now. Um, and so that entire experience, I'm obviously not going to include business casual things in my wardrobe, right? I'm going to include fantasy type things. I'm going to be looking for people who believe that that is going to be a valuable experience for them. So where am I going to choose to put my marketing? And what kind of copy am I going to choose based on the understanding that this is the value I bring and who is going to want that value? It maybe is not a senior high school football player. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to understand where those folks are and reaching out to them becomes part of the structure of the marketing side of my business. That's why this part of the conversation is so important. What value are we bringing? Because it tells us the type of building we're building and that tells us what needs to be included in the building plans. So now I wanna reach out to the audience a little bit and hear from y'all. Have you considered what value your, bris your, your business, that's all right, it's cool, I talk good. What value your business brings to your clients, to the marketplace, 
and how that value is then reflected and supported in the structure of your business. If you have thoughts along those lines, now is the time to raise your hand. I see we've got a couple hands. For some reason, it just does not show up for me. There we go. All right, Arka, Gavin, you also. So let's start with Jean, and then we'll hear from Arka. And I see your hand up as well, Carol. Good morning. So I just, real quick, because I'm literally on my way out the door to buy a computer. Um, I uh, thanks, Matt. Um, I uh, I keep going back and back to the fact that I, I think photography is such a wonderful example of what you're talking about, and, and going all the way back to how this conversation started this week about figuring out your why, you know, why are you in business? What are you trying to do? Who are you trying to do it for? Um, I think that what I, when it really started to click with me was, was when I started doing headshots and I don't know why it took headshots to kind of make the connection for me, but I guess it was easier for me to make the, the, like learning a foreign language, you know, in your head, once you learn how to kind of speak backwards, then all of a sudden it starts flowing. So when I was, when I was learning, um, uh, when I was looking into headshots, it, it, I started hanging around more people that were doing headshots. And, and I think that's when I finally realized that I'm not, my service is not, uh, or my value is not a picture. And I think that I think that's why I think photography is such a great example because, you know, to, listening to Kat describe this experience and how that kind of mushroomed into, you know, more experiences and, oh, I got to get other people in for this. I mean, I think that really speaks to how important it is for photographers and, and therefore all types of businesses to really figure out what that value is and and be open-minded enough to understand that it's probably not what's right in front of their face. There's probably something else that you're getting, that your clients are getting out of what you're doing. And that's what you want to market. That's what you want to build your business around. And that really takes getting to know your clients, talking to them, understanding what it is that they enjoyed about the experience and making sure that you're capitalizing on those experiences so that you can build that into the value that you're bringing future clients and not just focus on, okay, I want to, you know, I want them to walk out the door with a good picture. And so I, I just keep coming back to that. I, I think, I think it, it makes so much sense when you look at it through the, not to be corny, but through the lens of photography. I think for photographers specifically, regardless of the type of photographer that you are, it's important to understand that the impact you have is primarily in the experience that you offer. So for like Becca, that impact is in the collaboration, right? And being able to bring a vision to life. For Matt, the impact is in that connection, whether it's with Matt, with other people in the room or with themselves, you know, like all of these things. And then the byproduct simply is added value. And that byproduct is the imagery itself and the, the impact that that byproduct has. So it becomes a ripple effect. And when you understand that, that's really when things start to take shape. I think, I think for, you know, for me, it, it, none of that made sense until I started doing headshots, but then I was able to see how in other aspects of photography, the same thing applied. I have all my fine art stuff on display at a store down in Georgetown. And the only print that I've um, sold uh, went to somebody um, in the area and I reached out to them to figure out why, you know, to thank them and, and what interested them in the photos. It was a picture of the interior of Union Station. And what I found out was that they got married in Union Station. And so they loved the picture and they wanted to have a picture of it. And that's when, you know, I figured out, I mean, geez, you know, I mean, I'm taking pictures of all these mountains and sculptures and, and, you know, monuments and can't figure out why people aren't buying them. Well, you know, people aren't buying pictures of mountains. People are buying memories. They're buying something that connects them to that place. And that's what, that's why they buy a landscape image mostly. And so, you know, I, I think once you've, once you've opened your mind up to the bigger story, the bigger picture, 
of why somebody, you know, is, is, uh, is, is, is seeking your services as a photographer, regardless or illustrator, or, you know, whatever your, your creative space is. I think that really opens a lot of doors. Agreed. Well said. Arka, what about you? Good morning and welcome. Can't wait to hear you. Good morning. Um, you know, I, I kind of have a similar experience to Jean, to be honest. Um, and I think what, what the difference was, it made it easier for me. Um, people, like headshots tend to have this reputation of being quick, dirty, and cheap, right? But that's not the kind of photographer I am at, at all. Um, and so I include the hair and makeup and, and all of that with my, my packages for headshots even. And I send my men to the barber for professional services that day. So they feel like a million bucks, so they're camera ready. And so my service alone set me apart from other photographers and especially even other headshot photographers. Nobody was doing that. Nobody was making that extra service available. Because let's face it, no one likes to be in front of a camera. And these are, you know, ordinary people that have had maybe a boss or an outside source validate getting photos and spending money for photos. Because they're in a professional culture where that's accepted and that's normal to pay a premium depending on, you know, what their um, company or organization has taught them is appropriate. And so it made it just a little bit easier to access those professionals who were willing to invest in photography. And then I didn't have to argue so much about, not argue, but, you know, educate so much about what the value was. And it was just an easier in. But then, you know, the, a lot of joy in my heart goes into more portraiture and fine art. And, you know, now it's trying to find that same group of people that don't have that necessarily um, that easy in. Um, so the best thing for me was to convert those headshot and branding, you know, clients into my portraiture work. And so oh, I got, I'm on mom duty. This is like, I'm, I'm in mountain center time too. So this is when I'm getting kids ready for school. Mom. This is the kid. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. Arca. And so I think what I would ask from you is when you you know obviously folks are getting this this physical added value right they're getting their hair and makeup done they're feeling pretty fantastic how does that support the value that you're giving them so when you add that in what is it actually doing for them because of course they have the physical thing that's happening their hair is getting done they feel they you know they look fantastic but what is it that they're emotionally psychologically etc getting from you that supports the fact that your business i would say it starts in the process leading up to that because i do a consultation ahead of time so i'm i i tell people don't be cookie cutter when you can be custom um i want to know how to represent every single professional and organization according to what, you know, their passion is or their, um, what image they want to put out there. And then, um, so I'm sitting with them, I'm taking my time to ask them questions, listen and, and customize how we're going to shoot, what location, what lighting setups we're going to use, which wardrobe we're going to pick. We pick out the hair and makeup prior to the appointment so that they don't just show up and hope that the artist gets it right. So I, I do spend a way, way more time, you know, just like letting them know I'm, I'm there for them. I think that's probably where. Don't be cookie cutter when you can be custom. That's really fantastic. That is absolutely a value statement. And the decisions that you're making there to, to offer these servants to your clients, sorry. My husband thought slamming the door would be the best way to close it this morning. Um, absolutely shows to your client and reinforces this idea that this is a custom experience built uniquely for you. You are going to be served as if you are the queen of everything, right? Um, specifically to how you want everything to be. Like that is absolutely a value statement. That structure of building in those hair and makeup, going to see the barber, getting spoiled, all of that stuff really supports that. So, I mean, it sounds to me like 
you really are on the right path. And that is a tagline is a super strong tagline. Like who doesn't want that? Who, who wants to, you know, go get like a burger from McDonald's when somebody could build something specifically to my taste. Like that, it'd be hard to say no to that. I was just agreeing that tagline is boss. Right? I wish I had I was afraid to use it at first because I thought I would offend other photographers. Then I'm like, they're not my clients, so it's not a big deal. For real. And also, the only offense that I have is that I didn't think of it. So <laughs> I'm glad that you have it. It's a good one. Oh, I just broke my hair tie. All right, Carol, would love to hear from you what your thoughts are around understanding the value that our business is bringing to the market and how we can structure our businesses to support that value that we're adding. Okay, I don't know if, I'll just, I'll just rattle off what I wrote down in response. Okay, um, the experimentation of my art is what is the value, including um, my putting together disparate items that, um, you know, you may not think of as, as um, put together to create something aesthetically pleasing, the one-of-a-kind nature of my art, unique, not influenced by others, because my biggest competition in what I've done is me. Make something out of anything, sharing my explorations and processes, and a piece of my passion and years of developing that passion. I don't know if, uh, you know, <clears throat> you can, you can surmise a, you know, something out of, oh. No, you know what, Carol, I'm actually really super glad you wrote that stuff down and shared it because I think what we have here is a fantastic example of what often happens to us as artists. Um, what you have given me is basically the, the incredible things that you do with your art. And most of us as artists, we tend to want to sell based on those things, right? Like we tend to want to go, well, I have 10 years of experience and I, I use my imagination to do this. And so, you know, th that's why this thing has value. But we have to remember that that is why those things have value to us. When I looked at your designs, the value that it brought to me as a viewer was a sense of fun and a sense of liveliness and a sense of excitement and life. Like there was so much energy in these designs and so much fun and this really like vibrant spirit of breaking the rules. And if I were to buy a piece of art like that for my home, for me, the value would not be that, you know, the, the artist was experimenting or that they could take different things and put them together. The value for me would be, this is an expression of something I want in my life. I want this sense of vitality and breaking the rules and being fun and being alive. Like this is a really beautiful representation of that for me. And so I think what we have to try to figure out as artists, which is why this conversation is so important, artists and business people, is what is somebody actually getting when they get my work? Because of course, when I put a price tag on this, I have to consider things like, this is 10 years of experience. If I have one year of experience, probably not going to be able to justify charging as much as somebody who has an entire lifetime behind their ability to create these things. But what the customer is actually getting is something different than the value we put on our own art. Like Gene said, um, he took a photo of the inside of Union Station. Somebody didn't buy that because it was the best taken photo of Union Station ever. And it had, even though I'm sure it was obviously gorgeous, but, um, and it had, you know, it was on archival paper and it had, et cetera, et cetera. Those are just extra good things. They bought it because it made them feel connected to the place that they got married. So that was the value they got from that piece of art. So I think when we want to start looking at the value that we're giving to our customer, what they're actually getting from us not just the fact that this is a one-of-a-kind painting because I could stick my hand in red paint and slap it on a canvas and it's a one-of-a-kind painting. It's my hand. Nobody else is going to have that. And I'm never going to do another one. The value is not in the originality alone. It's in when somebody looks at that, what do they feel? 
What do they get from it? How does it help them express or explore? And so in your case, Carol, when you are looking at building this structure for your business, I would start asking some of your clients and even just some friends um, try to get, you know, like, so for folks that are here today, go look at Carol's work and then message her and tell her what you get from it when you see it. And that's, I think, really going to help Carol differentiate between what value we get as artists from the work we make and what value other people are actually buying from us. And that's really the crux of this conversation, which is why I'm so glad you brought it up, because I think a lot of folks are going to listen to these questions and they're going to be thinking exactly the same way as you. They're going to be thinking, well, you know, I'm really creative and I, I have this, you know, history of, um, you know, understanding mythology and I bring that to my work and, and I, I make all the costumes myself and okay, well, that's super great for us. But what somebody is getting from being able to put these costumes on and have their photo taken in them is the experience of becoming someone else. Whether I bought the costume or put it together is, is kind of just a neat sideline thing. It's, it's a, a, it's a freak show attraction, right? It's like, oh, cool. But the, the fact that it was handmade may not necessarily be the thing that gives them the value. The thing that gives them the value is the experience of being able to become a part of themselves that they might not have been able to do otherwise. So I really want you to think about that um, as you're looking at like moving into this business side and how you're going to structure things, that the value people get from your art when they see it is not necessarily the same thing as what we as artists perceive it to be. I hope that makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. And it, it makes me recall that this one lady said, <laughs> she wrote on my post, she said, you got a party going on in your head. <laughs> so that was kind of, uh, you know, it sort of, it sort of reflects how it made her feel when she saw my art. And I do get that kind of, that kind of response, how I, how I verbalize other than that was pretty descriptive to me, but you know, I don't know. I don't know how to put it together. Perfect. On, on originality, uh, just cause that's a, a big factor in uh, my own work and you know what does attract my clients to me is my creative strange brain um people see it i know they see it and you know that is what it draws them to the art in the first place right and i'm sure you know when people are attracted to your art they they know that it's creative they know that it's not a copy or replication or pop art of you know whatever they see that already so being able to kind of like let go, like know that you have that in your tool belt, like know that that is a skill that you have and you are good at and it's attractive, but you don't have to focus on it. Because like that woman who said there's a party in your head, like people are seeing that already. So now you can go on and you can focus on all the other ways that you can draw them in. When I'm formulating the statement, though, that you guys were talking about, I forget what you what you called it, but. How, I don't know how to, you know, um, so do you know, when we get do you know to vision statements, yeah, when we get to yeah, vision yeah. statements as yep. So that, um, understanding and how we can put that into a really succinct sentence is going to be part of when we start talking about a business plan, um, that's going to be part of that. So it, you know, hang in there because that hopefully will help you do that. And for the other folks that are in the same place as you, hopefully that is helpful to them as well they'll be able to take kind of the seeds that were planted today and and put it into that vision statement so i do now have to close everything down so today we talked about the fact that in order to build the structure of our business we have to understand what business we're building which means we need to know what value our business is bringing to the marketplace because a business is nothing other than adding value to someone's life so we are essentially asking ourselves, what building am I building? And then how do I build the blueprints that allow this building to exist? So if you're building a home, you're going to include all of the aspects that are important for somebody who is using the building as a home and your business is no different. If you are building a business based on a specific value, you want to structure the business so that all of those internal structural elements support the use of the business. and as we continue this conversation, we're going to talk about um, 
is are we are we taking portraits and if we are who are we talking to and how are we selling them etc we're going to really break those things down that's going to continue next week so i hope you will be here for that and thank you again to everybody who is here who shared their thoughts and their experiences y'all are amazing have a fantastic weekend join us next week as we dive back into the artist forge master the business of art because it's going to be a fantastic journey so like i said have a great weekend go make something amazing from me and everyone else here on the artist forge have a great weekend guys and we will see you next time thanks again for listening to this live clubhouse discussion moderated by all of us at the artist forge we hope you found the information useful and that it helps you gain a little bit of insight as to how you work on your craft for more episodes please join us each weekday on clubhouse or visit theartistforge.com. Now go make something incredible.